everybody to Freedom of Sports, the podcast that keeps it as real as the life sense. We analyze professional sports. We also attack criminal justice reform. My name is Lance Livingston. I want everybody to follow me at Facebook, Justice for Lance Livingston, and on Instagram, Lance Livingston. Also, go check out the petition on change.org, Lance Livingston. I want you to read it. Understand it. Don't just sign it. Read it. And if you feel confident that something wrong happened with my case, that I'm an innocent man that's been in prison for 17 years, you sign that thing. Today's a different day. You know, I've been having a lot of special issues, a lot of special shows, a lot of special editions going on because there's a lot of stuff happening that needs to be addressed outside of the sports world. Plus, this pandemic has kind of really messed up. Sports a little bit. It's not as fun as it used to be. No fans, none of that interaction really going on. So, but today I want to talk about police brutality and how it affects young black males in the community. And today I got another special guest, almost as special as my last guest. I got Lance Livingston Jr. on here today. How you doing, son? Doing good. Hello? That's what's up. How old are you? About 17. 17? Okay, let the world know. Now, look, in a perfect world, you know, we could we could simply rely on police changes and police departments to provide adequate training for officers to stop the brutality of people like us. Instead, you know, we had to give our youth the talk. So that's what we're going to do today. I'm going to give you that talk, man. That talk about, you know, how I'm going to train you and how people can train our kids and nephews and little brothers and youth in the community that we don't have to become victims of police brutality. And, you know, it's sad, but it's, it's a reality. You know, we can no longer wait to have this talk with the youth and just This call is from a correctional facility and may be monitored and recorded. It's something that we have to address, you know, right now. I want to draw everybody's attention to June 25th. Now, June 25th, it represents the 18th birthday of Martin Tamir Rice. Now, you're about to have a birthday in a couple couple days. And how old you going to be is 18. So, Tamir Rice, you know, it was a, it was a vivid reminder of just how vicious this police brutality stuff is. You know, all instances of brutality, especially those that result in somebody's death are heinous. But for me, Tamir Rice killing struck a different nerve. You know, he symbolized somebody that was like a son for me. You know, he was like he was just a kid. Some people he was like a little brother. Some people a nephew. You know, his useful face, it just took on so many forms in the eyes of the beholder. And then for the police to just roll up, jump out, and gun him down, a child, a young black child, you know, we can't we can't forget that one. We can't forget, and we just can't accept that one. So, you know, while people wait on policy change and justice reform acts and government funding for special training, we have to participate in preventative measures such as the talk. And if, if uh, Tamir's death doesn't teach us anything, it surely brings the message home that 
it's never too early to have that talk because I believe he was 11 or 12 years old when this happened to him. So, you know, we have to seek, listen, and uh, be aware when we're dealing with law enforcement. So let, let's get it in, man. So I know you you 17, you're about to be 18. And growing up in the Earth's core of St. Louis, I know that you've you've had your run-ins with law enforcement. So tell me, give me kind of like, you know, some of your experiences that you had with law enforcement and how you handled it. Me personally, I haven't had really any run-ins or any major uh, interactions with police officers, but uh, you hear stories from friends and you see things happen and it makes you want to stay away from them and really just be aware that they treat our people different and makes you, I guess, just have like a extra sense of just being safe when you come across a police officer. So you mean to tell me that you could be doing everything right, doing absolutely nothing wrong, but you see the police and you want to do something to make yourself feel more safe from them. It's for Rather than them making you feel safe from the other issues that's going on in the environment, the gun violence, the drugs, and stuff like that. You want to put yourself in a position where you're more safe from them is what you're telling me, right? Right. So you want to make sure, like, you don't want them to suspect you have a gun or something. Just You just want to make it as smooth as possible so there is no way that they confront you about something that's just not going on. And so... Let me ask you this now. When you hear about these instances, you know, when you have friends that had run-ins with the police, and, you know, I'm sure that they probably some good kids and wasn't nothing happening to where they called for them to use the type of policing or, you know, the type of force that they use. What usually happens to these officers? Do you see anything that, you know, do you hear any backlash or do you hear that these officers are reprimanded or do these officers feel like that they can just do what they want to do and, and get away with it? Unless it makes any type of news or something, I feel like it just goes unnoticed. Like the most that will happen is, like, even if it does hit the news, sometimes they're put on administrative leave or they just get put, I guess off, I guess uh, traffic or something, and then they just go back later on. Down the light traffic door. Now this is what's scaring me about you. Is that you got to have a, a different look? You know, you're growing, you're getting older, and you're gonna appear to be more dangerous to officers. And by you not really having any run-ins with the police before, you 
you know, it it, it may cause a, a different sense of anxiety within you dealing with them in a situation, and it wouldn't be something that you're used to. So you may make some movements that you wasn't able to learn about when you were younger because of having these, this type of interaction with police. And I want you to know that you always got to make sure that they can see your hands. You know, that's one of the most important things that you should know when dealing with the police by being a young black male. Make sure they see your hands. Try to be calm. You know, I know sometimes it, it can anger you. You may feel like that you're being singled out. You may feel like that you're being targeted. But you have to remain calm and you have to have to keep the situation to keep it keep the tension from out of the air. And you can and you can control tension with your voice. You know, as long as you remain calm and you're not, you know, giving off a hostile demeanor. This call is from a correctional facility and may be monitored and recorded. It could possibly bring a heightened sense officer bring his morale down a little bit, you know what I mean? And you know, let let the officer know that you know your rights also. But at the same time, knowing your rights and being, you know, sometimes you can come off arrogant to an officer and it may it may make that officer more more inclined to inflict some harm on you because you may feel like you know it all. So knowing your rights and, and knowing how to use them is two different things. Right. See some people some people want to use the fact that they know their rights during the stop or during the encounter. See, you don't want to create a scenario that places an officer back under protection of law because you, you refuse to do something because you know your rights and he may be asking you to do something that you know is outside of your rights. The confrontation is not the time to do that. Knowing your rights is used as holding the officer accountable for their actions later. You know what I mean? Right. So if you know your rights, you know an officer is doing something wrong. You can't necessarily just refuse all directives and not do it because now you you give that officer the right to, to pretty much use force. And he may get away with it, he may not, but it'll leave everything up for a toss-up. But just know your rights and know that, all right, when he does have you do something that's wrong, that you 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 go back and you make sure that that officer is held accountable for that. So I don't want you to be the type of, you know, person that is, I want you to be strong, but I want you to be smart. Do you know the difference? Yes. So know your rights, but, you know, know how to use them, too. You know, when you ever see somebody else being mistreated by police, you know, stand there. You know, you got the right to, to make sure that your taxpayer dollars is being used effectively and efficiently, you know? Right. And, and I feel like I would like, always do that. Huh? Because I feel like I would always do that. If I see, like, a police encounter that I feel like is going wrong, sit there, record or something, and make sure that nothing escalates. You let that officer know you 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 there to make sure that you know the officer's safe and the person that they're dealing with is safe. You know, let them know you're a taxpayer. Right. Yeah, you got the right.
right to be here and make sure that, you know, your taxpayer dollars is being used correctly. A lot of people don't know that body language is important, too. You know, those those officers, they read body language. And, you know, as long as, as, long as we're getting off the right readings and everything, we want to make sure that we don't give these officers no excuse because they're getting away with just doing stuff to us for no reason anyway. You know what I mean? So we don't want to, we don't ever want to let them off the hook by giving off some kind of notion that maybe we got a gun or maybe we hostile because our presence or our, our, our skin, color, our environment already uh, makes them feel like it's a hostile situation. So, you know, we have to make sure we're we doing the right thing at all times, especially if we're going to hold them accountable. what I mean so I don't want you to be afraid of police but I want you to be conscious I want you to know you know how to handle those situations as you get older because it is going to be some times where you're going to encounter some police and you're going to you're nine times out of ten you're going to encounter some police whose intentions aren't to protect you you know yeah feel a little more informed about dealing with police? I suppose so. I, suppose I guess <laughs> in a sense of not, you know, waving around the fact that you know your rights, I feel like that would, you know, make them mad, aggravate them. Yeah, you got to study that stuff because, you know, you got different rights in different states, different counties. You know, some of that, you, you got your basic constitutional rights, which is federally protected all over the country, which is your rights to remain silent, you know, your rights to a lawyer, you know, basic constitutional rights. But then you also have other rights as far as when you get to talking about uh, searches, how can they be conducted, you know what I mean? What can what can be searched? What gives the officer probable cause? You know, you had some kind of you had laws in New York where they just had stop and frisk laws where they could just stop anybody and frisk them, and you'd be subjected to searches and seizures. You know what I mean? Unlawfully, and a lot of times it, those are aimed at people of color. But we have to, you know, study those things. You know, I know, I know. Kids get on Google and look up a lot of stuff, but you know, take some time out to check out, you know, your laws that that govern your state, your county, your city. You know, and that way you know your rights. That way, when something you hear is different than than what you know, then you you know what type of situation you're dealing with, what type of officer you're dealing with. But I'm glad we had this talk. I am too. And if you ever ask questions or you know you feel like you seen something that wasn't right, you know don't don't be afraid to talk to people about it. You have one minute left. All right, I want everybody to stay plugged in. Freedom of Sports podcast. You know we back on the sports next time I'm on here. It's my word. We back on it. Freelance, freelance now. Don't forget Facebook. Justice for. Lance Livingston, 
Instagram, Lance Livingston, change.org. Go sign a petition. Go get it. I want to send a shout-out to my mother and my significant other, beautiful daughter, Rio, my son, Lance.